Good morning, everybody. Welcome to an unexpected podcast. Uh, today, we've got uh, myself in Boston, uh, Mick in London, and Rainier in South Korea. Uh, welcome, everybody. And we are going to be talking about uh, some of our favorite legendary legions today. So we're going to talk through the legendary legions. Talk to some. Talk through some of the legendary legions, uh, how they work, and uh, how you would kind of build a list based on the legendary legion. And but before we get to that, uh, Mick, you had something you wanted to bring up. Yeah, so we've actually been thinking um, recently that um, there is a, um, a format uh, which we do, which is at the beginning of every episode, we review someone's list. So we had this idea that um, uh, we would do an episode of like a Q&A where you guys can ask us a bunch of questions like, let's say, why does Matt always disagree with Mick? Well, obviously, because he's wrong. Um, so... Why, why else would you disagree with Bill? Well, yeah. he's wrong. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> so if you guys want to post questions in, um, uh, in the comments of the podcast, uh, especially on the YouTube channel, um, then we're going to try to collect a bunch of them and then do an episode perhaps at some point in March or April where we just answer your questions. So, yeah, let us know in the comments and we're going to start gathering them. And when you do that, uh, make sure you specify, hey, this is a question for the Q&A episode as opposed to just a you know, generic question because we can keep an eye out for those and collect those and make sure we answer as many of them as we can uh, on air. Um, so just before we begin, uh, I just do want to say that we are available on YouTube, of course, and we're available also in in a uh, podcast format on most podcast feeds. So if you want to download and listen to us uh, audibly without watching on YouTube, you can do that as well. All right. So this week's list we have from Alexander Sporl. Uh Sorry if I haven't pronounced your name correctly. Um, he's saying, here's a list to review for a good versus evil environment specifically. Strange points, 866. So it starts with Lady of Light uh, being the general. Then Legolas on horse, leading four Mirkwood elves with elven bows and glaives, one sentinel, two Mirkwood elves uh, with glaives, six Mirkwood elves with shields, and two Mirkwood calf with shields. Then we have an alliance of Ganburigan and 14 Wozes warriors. And then we have an alliance of Arathorn with Halbarad with a banner mounted, and two Dunedain with spears. So this comes up to 36 models, 17 might, four bows, six elven bows. Oh yeah, so 10 bows in that case, uh, and 15 blowpipes. So when I'm looking at this thing, I'm like, what section? <laughs> <laughs> so um, it looks like this is a list where you have a front line of Mirkwood elves supported by Wars' warriors. Do um, you though? Or yeah, probably. Because I mean, it 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 looks. I mean, Mercury elves have shields, so you probably put them in front of. Some do, some don't. Six of them, six of them don't. I mean, this is he he has it set up. I mean, you could do it that way, but he's he also has it set up so that the Mercury elves could kind of fight in their own little. It could be their own thing. Mirkwood. Yeah, Mirkwood. but then but then but then Moses warriors would be just fight three. Very yeah, they'd squishy, be on their own. Squishy things on their own. Yeah. Um, Halbarat with banner mounted is very good. Um, his banner is a six-inch banner. 
Um, so he's able to cover the entire list. Arathorn himself is quite strong in combat. So is Legolas and so is Galadriel. Obviously, the list um, has a good protection against uh, shooting from uh, with blinding light. Plus, it has a lot of its own shots. In fact, if you get very close to this list, then uh, you are getting shot at by Legolas, the Dunedain, the Elves, and the, the 15 Wolves' uh, blowpipes as well. So, yeah, there is a lot, of, a lot of stuff going on. I think I'm not really sure how to how to make too many changes here because it's it's very it's very specifically like a cookie cutter of I'm gonna take some cool things from here, cool, cool things from there and, and there. Um, I would be worried about only 36 models at 866 points, um, where half of them are just defense three, and the other half like I like what defense yeah. four or five. Yeah. So. I mean, this this list does cover a lot cover a lot of bases, right? It's got Lady of Light, so it's going to cover the it, it, it's going to cover the anti shooting and anti magic and anti ring wraith. It, it checks those blocks. Mm -hmm, um, it's got Legolas, who also you know kind of counters ring wraiths and um, picks people off. So I think it's it's going to be good there. It's got it's got the Wozes with their hatred of orcs and urukai, so they're going to be doing a decent amount of damage to orcs and urukai. It's especially, got especially for good versus evil environments. Yeah. Especially for a good versus evil environment, it's got the elves, so it's going to have a lot of fight five um, across the board. So it's probably going to have the higher fight value in a good versus evil environment. Um, he's got uh, Halbarad uh, with his banner that um, is basically going to basically take care of a terror wall. Um, so he's got that block checked. Uh, and he's got a decent amount of, of shooting, which combined with the, the light is going to um, mean he's going to be drawing his opponent toward him. Um, so I think he's got that block checked. Um, I, I guess so. So the problem is that you're right. It's going to be, this is, this is a squishy list. Um, when you know, he does not have like a defense six, defense seven um, shield wall, that's going to be able to stop uh, opposing folks. Once, once things come to grips with the exception of the six Merc Woodells with shield, um, everything in this list is going to be defense five or below. I mean, the roses are going to be defense three. Um, so you don't want people going into them. Um, so the, I, I think that's, that's the vulnerability of the list. And I guess it, if I was going to have one suggestion with this, it's, it, it's not clear to me who kind of the front rank is supposed to be um, because you do have the, you have, you have the six L's with shield and then you've got a bunch of glaives that are going to stand behind them. You've got Woz's warriors who can stand behind them. And you've got the Dunedine with spear that can stand behind that. It's not, it's not clear who, who, who can fight in the front rank of this list. And um, that's what I'm wondering. Um, you know, that's kind of what I'm wondering about here is, you know, maybe move some numbers around so that uh, you have, you have more Merkwood Elves with shield that can stand in the front rank. Uh, and then you back them up with the, the Woz's warriors uh, and, you know, the Dunedain um, where possible. Um, 
And I think that's probably where I would go. You, you know, you could probably save some, some points at that point. Um, uh, I mean, you've got, I mean, you've got, you've got four L's with bows. It's not clear to me that with, you know, 14, 15 blowpipes from the Wozes and Legolas and the two Dunedain, um, you need, uh, you need those elves. And I wonder if those warband slots would be better used just with more Merkwood elves with shield that are defense six and can stand in front of the Wozes. Yeah. I actually wonder about uh, the need for having two Dunedain as well, because uh, things could be cleaned up a bit within Legolas's warbands. Uh, uh, you could get more shields and have more of like a, uh, proper infantry line if you were to drop one of the Dunedain because you're, you're not going to lose numbers because you can take one more Wolsey Warrior. So numbers are going to stay the same, but you then gain the points to actually add more shields. Um, I would even say opposite to uh, to Matt, I would add like a fifth bow just because then why not if you have the spare points because uh, the robots are, are filled up in a way. I'm wondering also here. So, somebody else talk here. I'm going to run some numbers. I have another. I, I, I have another idea. I, it's it's one of those things where I, I agree with Matt. Where like you don't know who's the front rank guy. I wonder if his if his thought process. And, and I know it's it's not actually optimized this way, but he's got six with um, shield, and he's got six with glaives, and then two mark with cab, and then fourteen. Well, is he? I wonder if his thought process was genuinely to do. Woses behind Woses, elves behind elves. And then, like, that was what he was thinking. Obviously, it would make sense to do more Woses either behind or in front of the elves, more likely behind, just because they they have all spears, whereas, you know, the, the Merkwood elves have um, half glaive, uh, half shield. But, I mean, based, based on this list, I would, I would genuinely think he built the list so it's front rank... Um, Elves in the front and back, and then front rank, back rank, what was this? Yeah, the, you, could, you, could, you could even like splice it up to where you have like elves in the front line rank, woes in the back rank, and then the other were like other, other woes in the front rank, elves in the back rank. So it is kind of, con you're right, it, it would make you assume that it'd be like it, an elf warband. I think it has to be woes in the back though, because there's, there's six with shield, and then there's six with glaive. For the elves, but with the Wozes in the back, they can support all of them. If you were to do it the reverse, where Wozes were in the front, then only six elves could support in the back. And huh. so then, but the, but then you could do like a weird combination where you have six with shield in front supported by six Wozes behind, and then six with six warriors with glaive behind with six Wozes. Yeah, weird. yeah, th 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 that's what I meant. It do it does sound weird, but I. I don't. It would optimize his fight five in the whole like field of play. I guess are are Dunedain only fight four, right? They're fight four, yeah. Ooh, okay, yeah. That that that's. I don't know. Okay. That's what I. I'd, I'd imagine he'd do like a, a weird splicing. Can I just double check something? So hatred rule mm -hmm. it says here a model with a special rule adds one uh, to their wound rolls when fighting in combat against the enemy models with the keyword listed. So you will get plus one against like all those goblins, orcs, etc. But does that mean that when you're supporting the line, yeah, I don't know, don't get the plus one. 
Yeah, because there's that whole con- there's that whole confusion of what is considered being involved in a fight. In yeah, so yeah. so so on so this they basis, may not they may yeah. not get it if they're fighting in yeah, the front. Yeah, on this on this basis, they need to be fighting in the front rank to actually. So if we had if if we had a, a, a an army of wozes though, and they were fighting orcs, does the only the are we saying only the front rank of the wozes? If they were supported by other wozes, would get the that reroll. That is what it sort of implies here. That is the implication. Ha- yeah, yeah, we'd have to check okay. the ambiguous. Okay. So maybe if you're fighting wars, you you put the the um, the the wozes in the front rank. Although, I mean, I, I've played with them; they they die quickly. Yeah, but yeah. That's, not, that's not such a bad idea because you have the two attacks, you have fight value five, and you have a banner on your whole army. Like you're gonna be winning vast majority of combats anyway, and then you get plus one to wounds with your front rank. Yeah. I mean, I was I was also kind of working the numbers on this. So if you drop the two Dunedine, that's fifty-two points. Um, Down to eight hundred. Uh, well, <laughs> what, what I yeah, you know, if you drop the two Dunedine, you could actually replace Legolas with some for, and, and and maybe drop you know a Woz's warrior or two. You could get some version of Thranduil. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, and then add the, the Or of Dismay. Yeah, yeah, the aura of dismay because that that was something I think this list would really benefit from is is a Terra Terra aura with and, and with Lady of Light giving with them Lady of Light one. sitting next yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, because uh, because I mean, what this list doesn't want to have happen is just they get crushed by Moranans all across the line, and yeah, the Moranans will lose a bunch of fights, um, but probably you know, but aren't going to die all that often. Uh, whereas, you know, kind of the elves and the woes will kind of die like flies or even just against regular orcs. Um, but if you, you know, if you get, if you get a Terra bubble up on this army where only a few guys are charging in, um, uh, then, uh, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're, then you can really kind of go to town on them. If, if you've got, you know, instead you've got, two elves and some spear supports ganging up on, on one opponent. So I think that may be something to think about. I mean, well, let me ask you this. W- would you consider maybe adding someone like Radagast to the list? And then you get the, the or of Spain plus you get a second magic caster, but, but who do you take out to get Radagast? No, you can't. If, mm. if anything, um, the other option could be if you were to drop the two Dunedine, uh, you could swap Gunbury Guns Warband for something like Tauriel and more Merkwood Elves. It would then be more of a Lady of Light leading Legolas Tauriel and then supported by Arthorn and Banner with Halbrad. <laughs> so you, you're not going to get the plus one, but you're going to have more normal bowfire and much more survivable front rank. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. I mean, it's not clear what 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 gone Burigan is bringing to this party to me. Um, I mean, I think it's just numbers. Yeah, but there are other ways to get numbers, yeah. right? I mean, you could, th- there's always the, you know, the classic army of Lake town. Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's true. I think, I think that was the plan though, was he just wanted although cheap. I, I, cheap uh, and plus I think, cause he says in the, in the thing, it's a list for good versus evil environment. Mm-hmm. So maybe he knew that if he was going to an evil versus good tournament, he would want the woes for that plus one. Yeah, I mean they do bring a bunch of blowpipes too. I mean they do yeah. bring a bunch of shooting. So, um, uh, 
but uh, anyway, I think dropping the uh, dropping the two Dunedain and kind of maybe figuring out what you can do with that other fifty six points, mm-hmm. um, I think is is probably something that's worth doing. And I I think, boy, if you can figure out how to get the circlet of kings and the terror in here, mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, even if he even if um, Thranduil's not on his horse and he's just you know got his extra swords, um, uh, that would be. Uh, that'd be kind of an interesting way to go. It'd be, de- it would definitely make that list much more difficult. Cause you, you can't, well, you could outshoot it cause there's not a whole lot of bows in this, but yeah, can, but there's, there's, but, you know, there's poison, but there's, there's 15 poison blowpipes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, granted they have to be, you know, closer to be used, but uh, um, you know, kind of once you get within 12 inches of, of your opponent, he's going to, he's probably going to have to charge you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, thank you for your list, Alex. Uh, let us know if you make any changes or if you end up taking this to a tournament. We'd like to hear how you did with it. Uh, and we're going to move on to the main topic for today. All right, so on to our main subject today. Uh, we've got the, uh, our favorite legendary legion. So I thought I'd kick us off with um, the Return of the King legendary legion. Um, the army composition of this one uh, involves Argon Strider, uh, he can have an Elven Cloak. Then we've got Legolas, uh, who can have an Armor and an Elven Cloak. Gimli, with an Elven Cloak. The King of the Dead. Then Heralds of the Dead, who can carry shields. And then Warriors of the Dead, who um, can carry banners, shields, spears. And finally, the Riders of the Dead. So the additional rules of this Legion are that your army must always include uh, both Aragorn and the King of the Dead and Argon is always the army's leader. So that's about 260 points already which are spent uh, on those two characters. Additionally, Aragorn, Legolas, and and Gimli may all lead Warriors of the Dead and Riders of the Dead in this army list. So unlike the usual Army of the Dead that you would find in the book, uh, you can actually have Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn leading troops. Um, There are special rules. The heir of Isildur. Aragorn does not have to pay any points for Underrail, he automatically has it, and it is free. Then we've got the King of the Dead. The King of the Dead gains the Harbinger of Evil special rule, which is the one that decreases um, opponents' uh, courage by one within a range of 12 inches, I believe it was. Or six? Yeah, it's 12. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one is Fight for Us and Regain Your Honor. Uh, model, uh, spirit models from this army uh, count as being in range of a banner if Aragorn is within six inches. So Aragorn is um, is like the centerpiece character here, obviously the same way that he was in the books and films where he is leading this thing and um, he, uh, well, if they fight for him, they will regain their honor and they will be able to peacefully disappear into nothingness. So essentially... Uh, the really cool thing about this Legion is that everything except Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, everything causes terror. And because you don't need any captains or heralds or anything like that to lead troops, you can actually just um, stack them up and have quite a lot of them. So your basic troops are uh, defense eight, terror causing, and encourage six. So they won't really ever care about being broken. The army will just fight on forever, pretty much. Um, so Here's a sample list I came up with for 800 points. 
Um, the, uh, uh, this army works really well on very high points levels, not so well on low points levels because you just don't have enough points for, uh, for all your troops. So this one here is for 800 points. It's got Aragorn. Uh, obviously, he carries um, Underil for free. Then we've got the King of the Dead. Then Legolas, um, dressed in an armor. Then there's 13 Warriors of the Dead with shield, 12 Warriors of the Dead with shield and spear, and two Riders of the Dead. So this brings us up to 30 models, which is not very high for 800 points. Um, we have uh, seven points of might plus uh, plus Aragorn's free might points. Um, the whole army can can move pretty quickly with Aragorn's free heroic marches. So you're moving like nine inches per turn, or your cavalry can move even up to uh, 15. Um, I've included two Riders of the Dead because really the uh, uh, the price of two of those is, is the same as just three Warriors of the Dead and it's nice to have additional models for objectives carrying. And um, the the other thing was, there is a question of whether to include Legolas or Gimli in, a, in this configuration. So personally, I prefer Legolas because of his special ability of um, taking out targets like banners, like... Um, uh, 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 kids in Bard's army or any sort of annoying little uh, characters or targets which are uh, standing on objectives. So ultimately, there isn't very much that can be, uh, that can be done with this Legion. So you have to have, have Aragorn and the King of the Dead, and then you put as many warriors as you can put in, and then you add the additional characters and add more warriors. So it's very limiting, but it can be very strong at high points. If, if I remember correctly, uh, Damien O'Byrne actually won the Throne of Skulls with it at, uh, at 1,000 points. Um, and he even dressed himself up as the King of the Dead himself. So yeah, it can be a very competitive army if, if, if put together well and, and played correctly. So how many riders did you have on your list? So I've, I've put just two riders. I wouldn't mind putting like another one or two. But yeah. obviously, obviously, the more we put, the less warriors we, we end up having. Yeah, I mean, at 24 points, Riders of the Dead yeah. are, are, are expensive, but I think they are necessary in at least small Definitely, numbers yeah. to grab objectives. Because um, obviously, what, what makes this list, I guess, work is Aragorn's perpetual heroic march to get them to close quickly and get wherever they need to, to get. Um, and... I, I mean, I think this army, just because of the small numbers and just because of the uh, the King of the Dead's Harbinger of Evil special rule, tends to want to fight in a ball. Um, and you do need a couple of guys to kind of run off and grab objectives uh, toward the toward the end game. Um, so you said you had. Sorry, go ahead. How, how many models was it? Um, I had thirty models. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's really tough to get the numbers higher than that. I think in this army, which is really, it's, which is really a drawback, but I think you're right about Legolas. I think Legolas is the, I mean, you want, you want at least some shooting ability to, to drag your opponent towards you. Cause even if the, even if your opponent out shoots you, you've got the ability to, to shoot horses out from, um, from heroes, which makes them tend to want to engage mm -hmm. um, uh, before they end up being dismounted. So ha ha have you used this list before? 
Um, no, I've played against it. It can be very, very hard to beat, especially especially if you don't have things like Aura of Command or Bodyguard, because because Harbinger and just the overwhelming amount of 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 of, of terror causing troops is really annoying. Um, and obviously they're all defense eight with shields. So again, like even though you outnumber them by twenty or thirty, they they so, so, uh, so many times either you're not gonna charge or they just won't be dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've seen it at many events, like at Articon, even at local events in the U.S. and stuff. And thirty seems like a low low amount of troops, but like that's actually pretty high for like defense eight, like mm. you said. Like that's ring wraith defense right there. <laughs> like, so it's it's it it it's a bit similar to things like Iron Hills. Those armies always have very low model counts, but these things just don't die. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I, that too, where it's like you you kill one or three, and like you you sigh sigh of relief, like oh gosh, like yeah. I killed three this turn, like good, I'm actually doing something. Yeah, and in the meantime, Argon is just like chopping things down, killing yeah, everything. Legolas is dehorsing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, yeah, it um, is kind of funny because in I mean in in this list to a certain extent, you know, the squishy thing that always gets shot at is actually like Aragorn and Legolas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, which is something to be careful of. I mean, when when I when I played this list and beaten this list, what you know the, the reason it tends to go down is Aragorn dies, um, and you need to kind of be very careful with Aragorn in the approach that he doesn't because everything's going to be shooting at Aragorn because nobody's going to bother shooting at the King of the yeah. Dead, um, and you need to be careful to to screen him off with as many dead guys as you can during the approach march so he doesn't get plinked. Well, then that makes it harder for heroic marching as well, because uh, when you're calling heroic march, your hero has to move first. Well, no. Friends, no. Yeah, no. So, all right. So this is actually something to talk about, because this is a, a, a strategy you may want to use with, with Aragorn. So there's a couple of different ways you can kind of heroic march from the back. Um, one of which is to leave a channel open. Um, that he can go through. So you mm -hmm. have, you know, a, a wall of guy, uh, probably a two deep wall of dead in front of him, within this one figure wide channel where Aragorn can go like an inch to the side and then dart forward. Um, the other thing you can do because heroic march, unlike heroic move, does not have to be called first. No, no, you, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But so you can you can have your wall in front of you. You can have like one or two guys just kind of move forward and out of the way their normal move. Mm -hmm. Um, and then Aragorn moves and calls, um, yes. calls his with what me. What I meant really was head. that um, you still you still have to move some other guys. So like you're not so, so like your whole ball will no I will not always be benefiting from it. So right. you so you gotta move some other guys. Then Aragorn moves. Everyone else then gets to move nine. But some of the guys then start lagging behind. Yeah, there's a couple guys in the back. But yeah, I mean if you if you kind of work with it, you can always cycle it. So there's always like mm -hmm. two guys in the back and then they cycle, you know, the next turn they'll move nine and they cycle back up towards the front. Sure. Uh, and they can, they can bubble up. So you can do it one way or the other, but, um, but you, this is not one. if you're facing somebody with bows and you are not like starting right in their face, this is not one where you want um, Aragorn to be like leading the charge cinematically in the front rank. Cause <laughs> Um, he's going to attract every arrow in the other guy's army. 
Well, yeah, because the arrows fly through the other troops, so no one, no one <laughs> yeah. will actually be shooting at the other guys. <laughs> That's right. They're going to be shooting straight at him. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that actually is... We, we were actually just watching The Return of the King last night, and there's the, the scene when they're inside the mountain, and um, Legolas tries to shoot the King of the Dead in the head, and the arrow just kind of like flies through his head. And uh, yeah, it, it, it would be amusing if there was some sort of special rule that allowed that to happen. So Aragorn is like charging up using his two ranks of, of the dead as cover and the arrow just flies through yeah. <laughs> the bodies of both of them and skewers him in the, in the center of the head. Well, that's almost <laughs> something that you get from, from calling heroic uh, accuracy. Yep. Because then everything is reworked. So, yep. so I was thinking here, like uh, with this Legion, like it doesn't really scale up or down very, very easily. So if you were to, um, to go to something like 750 points, then you would probably just drop Legolas, add some more warriors if you went down to like 700 points, you kind of have to have Aragorn King and some warriors. If you went to like 1,000 points, then you can pot potentially add in Gimli and some extra warriors, but there's, there's not very much variety in it. It's just pretty much regardless what point level you, you play is Aragorn King, some warriors. That's, that's your army. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I am kind of curious whether Gimli has ever been included in this list. Well, for theme, uh, definitely. Well, yeah. yeah. I I, I did see Gimli in this list. Um, actually, I went up against it at a Canadian tournament where it was basically your same build, but they added Gimli and dropped down on the numbers. I didn't think it was as competitive because then the one weakness was, okay, cool, like 24-ish models. I can get through six or eight of the Warriors of the Dead and like have breathing room and like mitigate the heroes. Um break him like so, so, sooner than you think whereas if you have 30 models it's like just those bodies the pile in the bottles and you mentioned it early when you're reviewing the list like the terror with harbinger of each model is just it sucks like two guys can stop a whole choke point where you can't pass it because you got to pass a courage test to charge them if you're an evil army and even if you charge them on defense of eight it's really difficult to kill them and get through them so i don't i like i like the numbers i don't i don't i don't think i'd add gimli unless it was like a thousand i mean i just did a little tweak to the list in, in excel and i tried adding gimli to make it a thousand and it's like you mm. only really get like seven models extra so it's almost like if you just kept aragorn legolas and king you're able to put in like probably like 13 or 14 models extra. So you're probably better off just not adding Gimli ever. It, is, it, is, it worth, is it worth putting a Herald of the Dead in this army? Um, well, Legolas, King, and Aragorn can, can bring you 48 models themselves. So if you were putting Herald, you wouldn't be doing it for the reason of, of, ex of expanding Warbands. You would be doing it um, because you just wanted a banner, right? Well, uh, well, the, I mean, the herald isn't the herald isn't a isn't a banner. I think it's got that weird. So, so the herald. I, I'm looking at the profile now. Um, I suppose it's worth talking about. Um, so, the herald of the dead is is a hero of fortitude, um, spirit infantry hero. Um, it's fight for uh, strength for. So it's got a higher strength and a higher fight value than your ordinary guys. Um, it is defense seven because it doesn't carry a shield. So, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. You can get a shield for five points. So it's probably going to be defense eight. Anyway, two attacks, uh, two wounds, courage six, 
it has no might, three will, and two fate. And its two, its two gimmick rules are first pennant to the dead. Um, so it carries this, this pennant that is not a banner, but allows friendly spirit models within three inches of the pennant to get the resistant to magic special rule, um, which is... Uh, um, I, I, I'm not sure how useful that is, given that the, the models themselves are, are so tough. Magic tends not to be their downfall. And I think the King of the Dead comes with, what, six will or something like yeah, that? Um, so it's not like, you know, it's, it, it's not like he's terribly vulnerable to magic. And Aragorn and, and his buddies don't benefit from it. The other rule they get is the King's Council. If the King of the Dead is within three inches of one or more heralds of the dead at the start of any phase, he can spend one of the herald's will points to declare a heroic action instead of spending one of his own might points. Um, and then the heralds of the dead also benefit for the King of the Dead's the dead and living special rule. Um, so these guys basically turn into might batteries for the king of the mm -hmm. dead, which is useful. Well, it's, um, it's a semi semi might battery because you can only use it for heroic moves uh, for heroic actions. You can't use it to that's modify true. Your, do your dice. Right, you can't use it to modify dice, but you can use it to call heroic mm -hmm. actions. I mean, I think these guys have more of an application if you're just running a pure dead army. Um, yeah, that's definitely. where I've that's where I've seen them is in the pure dead army. I'm not sure they've got an application in the uh, in the legendary legion where you've got, you know, Aragorn with free bite point mm. running around and then you got a bunch of three might heroes. Yeah. yeah so and you got to think about it too. Like they just, they're kind of like, they just add to the, Oh, we don't die type of feel. And like, you already have that going for you with the legion Taurus. you want more killing power. Mm. At least that's how when I've come across them again, like in, in the U S this is like a go-to for a lot of newish players to tournament play, I guess I would say. And they, they, they usually like, bring all types of variations and and the ones that i thought are the most competitive are the ones that don't bring the herald but that's just like based off experience but mm. it is because they just don't punch you bring one of the other heroes you get a punch and the defense with trying to get as many numbers as you can but the herald kind of just he's there he doesn't die but he doesn't do much besides that it seems yeah, I somehow thought the, uh, the Herald was actually a banner bearer, but it must just be a wrong picture that one day I saw and then, and then never really looked at the Herald again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you see the picture, he looks like a banner bearer. Um, but uh, that thing that he's carrying is not actually a banner. It's a right. pennant, and it does different things. Right. Um, I mean, there is, a, there is a Warrior of the Dead banner bearer that you can use. Um, so if you wanted to make, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to try and get the victory points for carrying a banner, you got to throw a 25 point banner on one of the warriors of the dead, which is probably going to be redundant with Aragorn's six entry mm -hmm. banner. But I mean, it get, it does give you the victory points if you want to do that, but it's, yeah. you know, it's, these are expensive models to begin with. And that's, you know, dropping two more expensive models to get that banner. Yeah. I think if, if I were to go for a Herald, I think I would rather just have a Gimli. Because because for thirty points more you have a better a much much better fighter, so, so it's almost like the herald is like the the fifth or sixth choice I would I would ever pick in this yeah. list. When you're taking the two hundred the two thousand point list, you you might go with the herald. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've been joined by Tim. Welcome, Tim. Um, so I'm going to talk through the defenders of Helm's deep list. So this is the list to replicate the guys standing on the walls um, of. Helm's Deep and the Deeping Wall 
uh, fighting the opponent. So this is a list that this is a Rohan list that has no horses. Um, in this list, you can get uh, Theoden with heavy armor. You can also buy him a shield, but no horse. Uh, Gambling, who can come with the royal standard, but no horse. Um, you can get Aldor, Rohan, Archer, who I'll talk about in a little bit. Haleth, son of Hama, who I'll talk about in a little bit. You can get uh, King's Huntsman, which you probably should never take uh, under any circumstances. You can get a Captain of Rohan with all the bells and whistles except horse. Um, you can get Aragorn. Aragorn only comes as Strider with armor, so you cannot get the pointy sort of doom. Um, you, this, is, this is the movie version of the Defenders of Helm's Deep, not the book version of it, Defenders of Helm's Deep. You can get Legolas, and you can give him armor and elven cloak. You can get Gimli. You can give him an elven cloak. Um, and you can also get Haldir with <coughs> heavy armor and elf bow and give him an elven cloak if you want. You can get a Galadrim captain with his ads, except for the horse. Uh, and you can get Warriors of Rohan, Rohan Royal Guard, uh, and Galadrim Warriors. And the way this list is set up, you will note you can have Galadrim Warriors. Galadrim Warriors do not need to be in warbands um, uh, led by Haldir or Galadrim captains. So you can have, you know, say, a captain of Rohan or Aragorn or whomever. Uh, leading a warband of uh, elves around, um, and you know, and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli can lead their own warbands. So, uh, additional rules: uh, you have to include Theoden. He is always the army leader. That seems to make some sense. Uh, all models from the Legendary Legion must have the infantry keyword, which you really have no choice but to do because you can't buy any of them horses. And a defenders of Helm's Deep Legendary Legion may have a maximum of 33% of its models with the Lorian keyword. So only one-third elves, including the uh, including the heroes. So that's your bowman. That's your bowman, generally. And can, can you spread those in warbands, or do you have to have them in one warband? Uh, no, you can spread them out as much as you want. Nice. They are, they are just warriors that can be spread out amongst all of the heroes. Um, the special rules that come with this list are, the first one is fight in ranks which allows friendly Rohan infantry models armed with throwing spears to use them as standard spears in addition to their normal use. Um, however, if they, if they throw their spears in a turn, they cannot then use them as a standard spear in the same turn, which I guess also makes some sense. And in most circumstances, you're not going to be trying to throw a throwing spear and use it as a regular spear at the same time. Um, so this actually makes the throwing spears point sufficient in, uh, in cases for Rohan infantry. It actually makes them good. <coughs> usable. Well, well, we'll talk about that. It does make them use it, it certainly makes them usable. I, I think there are certain circumstances where you may want to do something else with those two points, but um, I guess we'll talk about that when we get to the list. But uh, instead of paying two points for just a throwing spear that it has kind of limited utility utility on the infantry guys, um, you instead are effectively spending one point for a throwing spear and one point for a regular spear, which um, is worth spending. Mm -hmm. um, the next rule is give them a volley. So models in the legendary legion armed with either a bow, a longbow, or an elf bow, basically everybody in this list armed with a bow, uh, can increase the range of their type of bow from 24 inches to 30 inches, provided they have not moved that turn. So when these guys stay stationary, they have a six-inch range advantage on all other bows and crossbows which is 
a useful thing in certain scenarios. And a lot of scenarios you're going to find this doesn't really matter all that much because you're going to start within 24 inches. But in those scenarios where you start a ways away um, or perhaps in a maelstrom of battle scenario where you have like war bands coming on in, in different places around the board, that extra six inches can be really useful. The last special rule is fall back to the keep. If this force is broken, then warrior models from this force add one to their courage value. Uh, additionally, if this force is broken, friendly warrior models may reroll failed courage tests while within six inches of Theoden. So this is an army that tends to stick around after it breaks. Um, it does, uh, you know, <clears throat> this, this special rule, it, I, I mean, it's okay. First of all, it, it only kicks in kind of after you've half lost, lost anyway, because uh, it only kicks in after you've uh, broken. And you tend to have a lot of heroes in this list that have high courage uh, anyway. So it's kind of a rare circumstance where your warriors are going to be um, passing courage tests, need to pass courage tests in a situation where they would not have... Um, uh, where they would not have, uh, you know, stuck around through a stand fast. Um, I, I guess where it is useful is if somebody comes, if you lose priority and somebody comes in and tags all your heroes, you have an increased chance of, of sticking around and that's good. And um, I mean, essentially Thayden gets a six with a special rule. Thayden gets a six inch stand fast, even if he is, uh, even if he is tagged and can't actually call a stand fast, everybody within six inches of him is going to stick around anyway. Um, so uh, let me talk through the list I, uh, I came up with here. Um, so in, this is an 800-point um, Defenders of Helm Deep list. Uh, Warband 1 is Theoden, King of Rohan. He has his shield, which is his one upgrade. With him are seven Warriors of Rohan with shield and four Galadrim Warriors. Uh, and the four Galadrim Warriors each have bow and elf bow and spear. Uh, Warband number two is Aragorn Strider. Uh, and he has uh, Haleth, son of Hama, with him. And we're going to talk about him in just a second because there's a reason why he gets stuck in in this particular warband. Um, Galadrim war he has one Galadrim Warrior, with spear and shield. He has three Galadrim warriors with bow and spear, and he has seven warriors of Rohan with shield. And I think I will go and let's talk about Haleth and why he appears in this particular uh, warband. So Haleth is, uh, Haleth is one of the special characters that appears in the War and Rohan book. He is a uh, man Rohan infantry hero. He is an independent hero, which is why he can show up in Aragorn's Warband. He costs 30 points. His fight value is three. Uh, his strength is three. His defense is four. He only has one attack, two wounds, courage five. His one might, one wound, and two fate. His armor, sword, and bow, so he's another bow-armed hero in this list. His heroic actions are heroic defense, and his special rules are really where, why you take him. Uh, the first one is there's always hope. Whilst within six inches of Aragorn, Haleth increases his attacks to two. So he gets to be a little more fighty when he's around Aragorn. And then the real rule, which is uh, his, his reason for being, is fight to the last. If at the start of a fight phase, Haleth is, Haleth is engaged in combat, 
So he needs to be in the front rank for this to work. For the duration of the turn, Aragorn and other friendly Rohan infantry models within six inches of Haleth add one to their fight value. This benefit ends immediately if Haleth is, is slain. So as long as Haleth is alive and fighting, Aragorn becomes fight seven. Uh, Theoden becomes fight six. Um, your other um, Rohan heroes uh, go up, so you can have a you can have a fight five gambling. Um, uh, so he is a great fight value uh, buff for the army, which is, I think, why he is. I think he's he's an auto take in this army, and I think he's he's an auto take that goes into Aragorn's warband just to give all of those uh, those fight value buffs. And he is because he's got two fight and heroic defense. Um, he's actually kind of hard to take down especially since he's a one might hero if he's standing near gambling and you can give him that might point back each turn. So he's going to give that bonus uh, for a while. So he's a decent ad. So that's the, um, that's the reason he's in this war band. There's also one Galadrim warrior that I stuck in this war band um, who just has a spear and his role in this war band is basically to stand behind Haleth and give him fight five. And, uh, when uh, so he becomes he, he turns into effectively a uh, a fight five to attack hero with a with a spear support behind this guy, which suddenly makes him do a decent amount of damage um, uh, when he's fighting, as long as he's got guys on either side. Uh, okay, so uh, warband number three is gambling captain of Rohan, and he has the royal standard. He also has seven warriors of Ro Rohan with shield. He has four Galadrim warriors, each of which have bow and spear. And uh, he also has Aldor Rohan Archer in his warband. And I'll talk about him for a moment. Uh, Aldor Rohan Archer is the other new guy who shows up in Warren Rohan. He is fight three, strength three, defense four, one attack, one wound, uh, four courage. Uh, he has one might, one will, one fate. He has armor, sword, and a bow. His heroic actions are heroic accuracy and his special rule, his special rule is unsteady nerves. And for those of you who, who kind of aren't aware of Aldor, uh, if you go back and you watch the Helm's Deep scene, there is somebody, there's an old guy standing on top of the wall um, right before everything cooks off. Who's got like the quivering bow in his hand. Uh, and, uh, and his, his fingers slip and he shoots and skewers, an orc in the neck, and that's what starts the battle because everybody apparently suddenly realized that the Urukai are in range. Um, and why aren't we just shooting if the Urukai are in range? Why are we just standing here staring at them? And so everybody lets loose. Yeah, why? Why did they get a whole bunch of like old farmer men to like get ready to aim? Like you can't hold that for like over ten seconds. Yeah, like, exactly. Obviously, one of them's gonna release. Like the little six-year-old kid's gonna do and it too. They're just standing there. Why don't we, Why don't we shoot them while they're just standing there instead of before they start running? Because 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 guys, the plot required it. <laughs> yeah, that's not fun. I, I mean, I have noticed, and we mentioned this uh, in you know in pre previous podcasts that Aragorn tends to make a lot of his tactical decisions based on on plot drama rather than any actual tactical sense. <laughs> Um, 
but you know, I guess that's what happens when you get yeah. a drama queen and making the game. I, true. I think Theoden did it on purpose, though, so he could say, "So it begins." <laughs> <laughs> like, why is that? Why is that guy shooting? I haven't said so it begins yet. <laughs> yeah. My, my, my lord, why, why, my lord, why are the old poor farmers pulling back their bro strings? Just let them do it. He, he slept him a piece of bread beforehand. He's like, when I, when, I, when I give you the signal, you know, you fire that arrow ahead of time, and then I can say my cool phrase. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, all right. So to go back to a special rule, unsteady nerves. Aldora must always shoot first in the shoot phase, even before heroic shoots are, are resolved. Um, which is which is you know kind of a fun little rule, especially if he can like plink somebody who is going to shoot back at him. Um, and the second rule is uh, lucky shot. So Aldor must re-roll failed to hit into wound rolls when firing his bow. Um, and uh, I mean his his shoot value is a five plus, so he's he's going to. I mean he shoots like an orc, but he shoots like an orc that re-rolls. So effectively effectively his shoot value is a three plus because uh, he has kind of in between four plus and three plus yeah uh like I, it's like it's like 56 without mind what somebody needs to explain this to me because he has he has a, he has a one in three chance to hit mm -hmm. and if that fails he has another one in three chance to hit and yes. why isn't one in three and one in three two and three well because because the formula for that would be one minus the chances of missing times the chances of missing which 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 turns out to be one minus um, two thirds times two thirds, and so that equals zero point five five six or something like that, or zero okay. point no big deal. Six. <laughs> no, just throwing numbers out there. Like he, Nick, you are a genius. I'll tell you that. I just he did that like <laughs> he just snapped his finger and just figured out the math that quickly. All right. Um, so anyway, he's got he's got a decent chance to hit. The other reason um, the other reason he's interesting is he does have a point of might, and the reason I think you put this particular independent hero he he only costs twenty points by the way, so he's not terribly expensive. The reason I think you put this independent hero next to gambling is during the approach phases of the game when nobody else is spending might um, uh, but him. Uh, he just can be blazing away with a free point of might a turn um, that he can use either to make himself hit or to uh, make his hit into a wound. So he can actually do a lot of damage, um, a surprising amount of damage for a 20-point model. Um, and so finally, the last, the last uh, warband in uh, this list is Legolas Greenleaf, who's all on his own. Um, and he just you know, obviously stands there. He's a one-figure drop, and he can stand there and shoot at people. So... Uh, we end up with a grand total of 39 models. So, you know, about average for an 800 point list. Um, and uh, you end up with uh, a lot of heroes. One, two, three, four, uh, five, six heroes <coughs> in that list. And a lot of might. Um, there is, uh, I think, 14 might in the list to begin with. Plus you have Aragorn's free might a turn. Plus you have Gambling's um, one point of might regeneration to uh, somebody in the list. And because you have a couple of one point heroes in here, you're probably going to get a lot of benefit out of that. Um, so uh, uh, this is a list with a decent amount of models. They're all on foot, um, but a lot of might. And this is definitely a list where you want to maximize 
uh, your shooting. And I think that's true of this legendary Legion. It's obviously kind of about the shooting. It's got the 30 inch range on the bows. Uh, in this particular case, there are, I think 11 um, Galadrum bows with 38, uh, with 30 inch range. Um, in addition, you've got Aldor, uh, you've got Legolas, of course, and you've got Halleth with his, uh, with his extra bow as well. So, um, a, you know, a pretty decent amount of, of firepower that comes in. Uh, you know, obviously the problem with this list is when you close, you've got, a, you know, the majority of the list is a bunch of warriors for Rohan, but there's also a lot of fairly killy heroes in this uh, list. Again, you've got, you know, six heroes in, in total. Aldor probably, the old guy isn't somebody you want to be out, out in front hacking, but, uh, a, you know, a lot of other guys uh, who can do it. And they're infantry heroes, and you've got a decent amount of infantry, so you can have a front line that uh, uh, you can have a front line that is, you know, kind of crunched together, so that um, uh, nobody's fighting more than one opponent. And you have a decent amount of uh, elves. You've got a dozen elves that can run around behind the line to put fight five where you need it. Um, so, uh, um, you know, I think that's how this. That's how this particular list works. I mean, to go back to your point, Mick, on throwing spears. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was just about to ask, actually. Yeah. Um, so there, there's two things that aren't in this list that I think show up a lot in, the, in my list that, aren't, that show up a lot in other people's lists. Um, one of those is, are uh, Royal Guard, and the other are um, throwing spears on the Warriors of Rohan. And the reason I can never... I mean, occasionally if I have some points left over, I'll throw them on here. But the, the reason I tend not to do it is that at, at, at two points a pop for um, Warriors of Rohan, that brings them up to, you know, Warriors of Rohan with throwing spears end up being nine points on um, model. For those nine points, you can buy another Gladrum. Um, you know, another Gladrum with, with no extra stuff but if you you know then you can you know spend another point to give him a shield if you want to spend another point you can give him a spear um and uh you know if you wanted to spend two more points you could give him a bow and it's the same thing with the royal guard the royal guard costs 10 points a pop which is the same as a galadrim with a spear who has a higher fight value um and granted the uh uh, and, and then if you if you're going to give them throwing spears to the to the royal guard, they go up to 12 points a pop, which is the same as a Galadrum with a bow and a spear. And you know, frankly, I'd rather have the Galadrum with the bow and the spear that shoots 30 inches. Sure. Uh, the only thing is, obviously, you can only have well, up to one third of your of your warriors be Galadrim, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So some people may want to include some. Uh, Rohan warriors with spears, just because if your Gladrim all have bows and you end up putting them somewhere somewhere else, then you will need some support. But obviously, ideally, you want to be putting them as spear supporters. Right. Yeah. I mean, you you do have to you do have to be careful with this list that your numbers don't get to be too small. Um, if you're if your numbers get kind of much smaller than one figure per 20, because you've just got a bunch of guys on foot, you know, you can, you can end up becoming very vulnerable to like mounted heroes 
if you can't have, you know, a, a dense line all the way across and that can, you know, that kind of, that kind of has, has more width than your opponent. And that, um, that could cause problems. Um, I think if you are going to do that, I think probably the first guy, the first thing that you do is you drop Aldor, the guy with the bow, the shaky guy with the shaky hand bow, and then you can spend 20 points and give like maybe um, throwing spears to 10 of your guys on foot, something like that. It's kind of, it's kind of hard because it does fight kind of like the movies because you do typically put bows on your elves. So you do have like your elves in one place, your Rohan in the other place, um, heroes respectively in their, their own places. So it, it still brings like a cool dynamic to the game though, because it's basically straight from the movie. I actually painted up this army and played it as a ringer when I organized an unexpected tourney too. And I had it as a prize. I wasn't playing competitively, of course, as a ringer, but it was a blast to play like, like shooting that far. The only thing that got me is once, once combat hit, I mean, outside of Aragorn, there's not much you can do about that. And even Aragorn himself is squishy. Y'all, I don't know if y'all saw, like there's a meme I posted around this time of the year, last this, this time last year, it was like me rolling three ones with Aragorn with like my head down on the mat. And it's like <laughs> that, that, that stuff happens. Yeah. And it's just like, well, there goes Aragorn. So yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it, it is fun, but it like, like all of our lists, I, I think that's what the joy of legendary legions is bringing it. their thematic. They have their strengths that when they work, it's really good, but they also have their weaknesses. Yeah. I mean, I think with, Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, man. No, I was just, uh, just going to say that um, I think in 2018, Jay Clare won the UKGT with it. With, yeah. Actually, actually, no, in 2019. So, um, 2018 was pre, pre new, the new edition. So in, in 2019, uh, Jay won the GT with a 700 yep. point version of it. Right. And uh, I, I, so one thing to keep in mind with this when you're, when you're playing it tactically is th- this is a, this list has gobs and gobs of might. So, it, it's going to be standing there and shooting as your opponent closes. Once your opponent gets within six inches, this list starts calling a heroic move every turn. And it calls a heroic move every turn just so it can line up the right guys with the right opponents. Um, so you can, you can, you know, throw a, um, a, a random warrior with a, uh, a random warrior with a guy behind him uh, into the heavy hitter while Aragorn goes in and chops a couple guys next to him in a, in a heroic combat and then maybe charges in afterwards. Um, Halleth is also, I think, a key to this list and where he goes um, with respect to the other heroes because you want to make sure, and there's another reason to call a heroic move, you want to make sure that Halleth with you know, something like a Galadrim warrior with spear behind him um, goes in, is within six inches of Aragorn and goes into like one random warrior. And then, uh, and then your fight seven Aragorn then can come in and and take on the other guy's hero, or he can um, he can go in next to the other guy's hero and heroic combat uh, so that he kills the random guy in front of him, and then you've got a fight seven Aragorn that that charged into the other guy's hero that may not have struck up, um, or if the other guy strikes up, then Aragorn goes in and just kills two more random guys um and you can also you know if you put theoden in near Halleth, you know you suddenly got a fight six uh theoden um they can take out some captains you just 
you want to always be calling the heroic moves because you've got all the might and you can make sure that you get um, the right types of matchups against the right opponents so you can kill people. It can actually, it can actually kill, kill very surprisingly quickly in, in close combat if, you, if you're doing that and making sure you have the right lineups. I'll just add one thing. So uh, Haleth makes all of your warriors and heroes within six inches. Uh, plus one five value, right? Uh, not not all. It doesn't work on Legolas. It doesn't work on Gimlet. Gimli. Right. It doesn't work on the but elves. Your, your Rohan side. So yep. and Aragorn. So would that potentially be an argument for taking Royal Guard and making them fight five? Yeah, you could. But on the other hand, you could just take an elf who's always fight five, whether mm -hmm. he's within six inches of Haleth or not, for the, well, for well, virtually the same amount of points. It just depends how many elves you have and, and, and how many other troops you have and where they are. So yeah. in, in a sense, I think there may potentially be an argument to some royal guards uh, near Haleth, but obviously you don't want to have too many of them. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, if you've already maxed out on one-third elves and then you're starting to buy um, royal guard, you're spending a lot of points on troops and your, point, your, your troop numbers are going to start dropping. Sure. Um, so it's, I mean, I, I kind of had them, I, I, I had the max amount of elves in this and it was at the point where I was like, nah, I can't get, I can't get anything else other than warriors Rohan without sacrificing the numbers that I want. So. Cool. Okay. Rainier, you want to, you want to come yeah. off next year? Yeah. So I, one of my favorite, um, let's see. I, I play a lot of Fallen Realms. So as you guys know from this channel, um, whether that be Her Harad, Umbar, Corsairs, uh, or Corsairs are Umbar, <laughs> Khand, and all Easterlings and stuff like that. I play the a whole bunch of different armies. I play Corsairs. I play Umbar. I play Corsairs I, of Umbar. <laughs> Corsairs of Black Numerians of Numenorians of Umbar. <laughs> so um, one list that I haven't played when it comes to like evil men, because that's like what I love from the the this game is plain evil men, just the lure, lure of it. Like, oh, there's men fighting for Sauron or Saruman. Um, but one army that I haven't played is Dunland. So my favorite legendary legion, of course, will go to them. Um, let me just go over what they got. So right, right off the bat, you have um, a legendary legion of Dunland. Um, Thryden, of course, has to be your, your leader. Um, it's compromised of Thryden, um, Gorolf, Ironskin, which is like, uh, how do I explain Gorolf? Gorolf is just basically a three attack. What, what a berserker hero should be basically a three, three attack, three might. Um, he has the ability to call free heroic defenses against people. Um, he has piercing strike. He can lead 12, um, he's just a re re really good hero to add to the Dunland list. So that's him. He has Gorolf. There's also Frida Tallspear. She's a woman of Dunland. Um, and bo all, both of them are fight five as well. Frida's fight five. She has heroic defense, heroic strength, three might also. Um, so that's another three, three might named captain. You go down the list. You also have um, the Oath Maker. Who is that guy from the movie where he's like, "We shall die for Saruman," and he like cuts his hand, and like all of like the theaters like, "Oh, like what's this?" <laughs> like, um, he's Why the hand. Why you know that, that those never heal? Yeah, ex and he goes into battle like, and then three days later he died of like 
an infection. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we shall die for Saruman. A little too too early for you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so he's another cheap Dunland hero. Um, typical two attacks, two wounds, but he also has three might. So there you go. Um, his his special rule is he gives fearless to Dunland wildmen, which is amazing. So within six inches of them, all of them go to fearless. And yeah, yeah. So that that that's pretty good. You also go down the list. You have so those those are the, all the named heroes: Gorof, Frida, Thryden, Oathmaker. You also have a Dunlin chieftain, which people usually bring for heroic march. Typical. Um, the list also has Dunlin warriors. You can bring them with a shield, a two-handed axe, or a bow. Um, they they already have a one-handed axe. And then you also have wild men of Dunland. Uh, you can give them for one point uh, two-handed axe. And this is actually in the profile that many people look over, but you can convert them, which is what I do to give them just a one-handed axe for free. And that gives you cheap fight, uh, cheap strength for models that are five points. Um, new things that got to the list in the Legion with um, Forge World models are Dunland Horsemen. Those are your typical Dunlin Warriors mounted um, only for 12 points, which is kind of a steal, in my opinion. Uh, Dunlinding Huskarl, which are beautiful models, but a little overrated, or not overrated, overcost, in my opinion. Those are where you get your fight for in the list and spear in the list, which is lacking. Um, they get Bodyguard, which will probably go on Thryden. Um, they have a War Axe, which is basically a spear and a two-handed axe. And whenever they're within three inches from Thryden, they get one plus to five. So that's where you get your spear support and fight for in the list. That list. Um, outside well, of that, oh, go for it. Um, so they're they're actually fight three to begin with, and then they they only get a plus one fight value when they are supporting a friendly Dunlending, uh, supporting a fight within three inches of a friendly Dunlending hero. So it doesn't need to be Thryden. Mm. Oh, that's but, good to know. Um, it. Uh, but it's only when they support and it, it only brings them up to fight for. So you get Which fight for like 11 points for a guy that's base fight three that like can potentially, it's not like, Oh, he potentially becomes terrifying like an Agbar. It's right. like, no, he potentially can spear support. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about them, I guess, some more when we talk about tactical applications of. Oh, oh yeah. So, so, so that, that's the Huskarl. Um, and then the last model that mo many people know, um, Mix brought it with Saruman just a ton. People have brought it at tournaments where they spam him, which is a Cree Bane. A Cree Bane are basically the birds from the show. They are, I'll go through their profile because they're kind of unique. Fight two, strength two, D3, two attacks, four wounds, and courage three. Um, they have the fly special rule, and their base size is about the same size as a cav. Um, enemy models within, this is keen sight, enemy models within 12 inches of one or more Cree Bane. Gain the benefits benefits from do not gain the benefits from stock unseen. So if you have a legless hiding behind a tree, or what else hiding with hiding behind trees, and you have a Cree Bane within twelve inches, they lose that bonus of stock unseen or elven cloak. Furthermore, if you shoot at the Cree Bane, you only ever hit it on a natural six. You cannot might it up a natural six, which is really really good for the for the um, the scenario game. Yeah, very, very good for the scenario. And they're also an infantry model, so they can pick up 
um, relics and stuff like that in the scenario game. They're only 20 points as well. So that's the basic of the list um, now, or of the Legendary Legion, of what it's comprised of. The special rules for it are very good, in my opinion. The first one is Death to the Forgoyle. They all get the Hatred of Rohan special rule. So they're all going to get a 1 plus to Wound for Rohan, which is amazing because they're already Strength 4 to Strength 5. So you come up against rohan warriors who are max defense five and you're you're just you're just doing pretty good you're wounding them basically on threes with your guys because you're hit wounding them on fours plus one so a three um outside of that you have dunlending pride which makes their banners a six inch range that's pretty good um and then the last is a dunlending war cry so the dunlending war cry is kind of like theoden's death war cry but this one is for thryden thryden can call it once per game and uh all done friendly dunlending models within 12 inches of him get one plus to wound when making strikes so think about this let's stack all this together you come up against a rohan model who's defense four your strength four you have a two-handed two-handed axe and hatred you're basically wounding those models on two like that's just insane like you're killing killing stuff pretty well of course the downside your whole army is basically defense or uh fight three um yeah so those are the special rules i kind of built my legendary list around those special rules and and the heroes that that come to bear uh i'll go through it right now so i brought an 800 point list as well the first war ban is Thryden mounted. He has a banner bearer with him, two horse, three Huskarl, so three Huskarl, uh, one Crabane, four warriors with axe, and five warriors with bow. After that, I have Gurulf, which is the the like basically kill, heavy killy hero. Um, he's accompanied by four warriors with axe, uh, three warriors with shield and axe, two bow, and two cav. Then I have the Wildman Oathmaker. He's accompanied by 11 Wildmen, all of which um, have axe. Um, the Warband after that is Frida Tallspear. Um, she, I, we didn't go over her profile that much, but I'll go over it right now. She has the ability, to, if she's in combat or supporting someone, she stops a cav charge bonus of the opponent. So that's tailored basically for, for Rohan. She's leading eight bow Two, shield, two warriors with shield and axe and one warrior with axe and one wildman. And then my last warband is a chieftain with shield and one-handed axe, leading two more horse and one crabane. So it's just a mismatch of a whole bunch of things. But the makeup is basically 58 models at 800, 15 bows, 7 cav, 2 crabane, and here's kind of the kicker, 14 might with a banner also. So it's basically just... I built the list to just overwhelm my opponent. Basically, this 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 actually this is probably a list I would play at the next tournament if I was able to go to one. Um, if it wasn't for COVID and living in Korea, but I painted this army up just finished it last week. Actually, completely finished it, um, and I just think fifty eight models is pretty good. Right there, you've got a good good sized horde. Uh, you have seven cav, two crabane, so that's a lot of cav and kind of crabane are special but that's playing the objective pretty well um bow fire 15 bows you can get in a bow fight with a lot of uh players you can even get in a bow fight with elves while marching up the rest of the 
43 or what is it? Yeah. The rest of the 43 models up to attack as your 15 are shooting. Um, my chieftain in his warband kind of just leading two horse and a crabane is to place that chieftain wherever I want because he's the one that has heroic march to get the army army moving. And yeah, it's just a whole bunch of might basically. Um, each warband basically has three might outside of the chieftain and it's just a might battery fight three kind of sucks. And if you come up against like a, like a fight for elite army, they're going to take you out pretty well. But with heroes, all of them outside of the oath maker are fight five. Um, moreover, let me see. I think most of them besides the oath maker get rogue strike, of course, not the chieftain, but yeah, I, I just love the models, like beautiful models. Um, it tags my my goal of playing evil men. It's I haven't played them yet, so it, like it's to my goal of playing them as well. And I just love the idea of coming at at with like 50, 58 models, shooting horses going all over the place, Crabane going all over the place, and just doing like a weird freaky war cry in the middle of a tournament to have them kill things. But yeah, that that's my take on it. I think. One thing before y'all y'all talk about it is I think the horse the horse, the calf, are pretty good steel, to be honest, in this list. Because at 12 points, you're getting a defense five model with a strength four piercing strike. They don't have fight four, but still for 12 points, we talked about I think it was a previous episode with Easterlings with the cataphracts. Um, if you don't take them with the with the up the black dragon upgrade, they're still just fight three like metallic things hitting up against you and bouncing off. Like these fight three models for only twelve points can actually kill things pretty well. Um, even if a hero doesn't roll a good number with the six inch banner, and I have like one cav going up against somebody, that's four attacks at strength five. Um, with the not yeah yeah it's just pretty good what do you guys think i, I love i love the i love the legendary legion oh my goodness i can't wait till covid ends so i could play this uh, how many husk girls do you have on the list i have three three yeah um, yeah so um i i also just completed this army and i think i played it i played a grand total once um uh and uh I have I have a similar list build out to you. I have I put fewer bows in my list um, and more crabane. So I think I had four crabane and six cav. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I had a few more huskarls. And I so the huskarls are um, I had I think six huskarls in the list. And the huskarls are actually useful. Um, I think. They're definitely, you only want a couple of them in each warband because they're only useful within three inches of a leader. Um, so basically you have, you have like two guys who, you know, can kind of follow each leader around and they get behind random other guy, random wild man or, or whatever to get the plus four where you need it to make your opponent kind of think if a plus four hero charges in. Um, so I, I think that they're useful. I mean, one thing I'm always on the fence, or it, one thing I have been on the fence with is, do you take one banner or do you take two? Yeah, um, I was the same thing because the six-inch range and you have such a large army. It's like, ooh, it's a steal for 25 points. But yeah, and you've got you've got a large army in width, right? Because this isn't an mm. army that's going to fight 
in two ranks across the board. You're going to have like one or two Huskarls here, Frida there, and everything else is going to be one deep. So this is definitely an army that wants to kind of spread out and wrap around your opponent. And because you don't have those spears to get the extra dice, having a banner nearby is really important for these guys who are at fight three and probably going to be losing tied fight values. Uh, I'm sorry, losing uh, tied uh, dual royals. Um, so getting that extra die, not from the spear, but from the banner instead is important. And, you know, even, even a 12, you know, even an effective 12 inch diameter um, banner may not be enough. You may want, um, you may want a second one. Um, yeah. You gotta decide which, what, what, to, what do I take off in order to get that second one? Yeah. Many, many people, I think feel like the Huskarls, when you see the list you're, or when you see like the, what you can bring, people probably think, okay, the Huskarls fix the no, the no spear support thing. But I think back to what you say, it's the banner that fixes that because yeah. the ban the banner gives everybody, you can throw a banner in with like a war band of wild men, just like going off to the side to flank. And all of a sudden each wild man, if you piercing strike, of course, because why not with, with strength four is going to have, two rolls to win the fight then all of a sudden these five model warriors turn into really good i mean we've talked about the goblin town just how goblin town with the chittering horde special rule just kind of makes it what it is just makes it so easy and i feel like uh wild men with banners in this list kind of semi could give it like some like like a feel like that for getting a lot of bang for your buck but yeah you're right um i should definitely consider two I mean, the other thing that's interesting about this is the dilemma that's caused when you go below 800 points with this list, because at 800 points, you, you can, you have to fit in threat. You have to have Thrite in. Um, mm -hmm. Gorelf Iron Skin is kind of your tank because um, yeah. his, his special rule is that he can call a free heroic defense a turn. So he's the guy that you just put in against the other guy's big hero. Um, and you just call heroic defense every turn. And he, you know, he has mm -hmm. three attacks and could do decent damage when he wins. And he's the guy that squares off against your opponent's heavy hitter. He's kind of essential to the list. Frida Tall Spear, um, with her special rule of basically canceling out the mounted bonus, she's the one who kind of runs up behind whichever guys the opponent's mounted hero has charged this turn um, and cancels his mounted bonus. So she's kind of essential to the list. Um, and the oath oathmaker too, because oathmaker gives the wildman the fearless special yeah, rule. He, yeah, because he before, because he converts guys into fearless, and these guys do not have the highest courage in the world. <laughs> um, you know, so he's essential to the list. And then the Dunlinging chieftain is the only model in the list that has march, so he's essential to the list. So, but when you get lower than eight hundred points, you have to drop one of these essential people from yeah, the list. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's really a uh, you know, you know, you're, you're sitting there going, um, uh, you know, who goes? Um, I, I think I, I think I would drop Frida to be honest, because she does, oh, she great. stops that, she stops that hero, the mounted hero. But what Gorolf has over her is he can just munch through things like cheese, like like he is that berserker, like I said, that berserker type hero that everybody was craving when the book initially came out. But yeah, I, I'd probably drop frida if it wasn't but at an 800 point like i was coming up with this list because i have all the models and i was just thinking oh like i wish i could bring everybody in because all these models are so gorgeous the new rules are so special at just at 800 it's like 
that perfect sweet spot right to where you can bring literally everything in the legion and you feel like all the bells and whistles even if it's not like the most competitive which it is i think it's the the legion is is pretty competitive but you just get to bring everything at 800 points and just looks like such a blast to play yeah, I mean, I, I guess the other candidate for being dropped is the chieftain. If you're going to say, "Well, look, I've got, um, you know, I've got, I've got Crabane with mobility, and I've got cheap cavalry with mobility, and I've got enough numbers that I can, I can take some hits while I'm closing from shooting. Um, so maybe I don't need that march." Yeah, yeah, I, um, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's true. That's true. I think I think what's really interesting because this is my first time kind of looking over the the Legion, um, and maybe you guys will disagree with me. I think Gorolf is extremely strong in this list. Like I, like I can't believe how good this model is, and I know it seems kind of weird because you know he's only defense five, he's only got two wounds, but having that free heroic defense when you're fighting heroes, that's so massive. And, and and I think it can't be understated how good heroic defense is, especially when you're the lower fight model. If 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 you because you could strike, and you know maybe you win that strike off war, but the fact that if let's even if you didn't want to strike, just fighting him with a heroic defense, I mean just to get that every turn, even if it was against a regular defense five or fight five model, being able to go you're not hurting me, almost or not, not guaranteed to not hurt me, but very likely not to hurt me. I just think is a, and he gets it for free too. And then if he wants to use his three might for a strike, he can, so he can kind of determine when it's best to do so. And then with him being uh, fight f- or strength five with an ax, I mean, strength six hero with three attacks. I mean, that, that yeah. can do a ton of damage. Yeah, I mean, you, I've, I've, you get someone surrounded crazy. with that. That, that. That's true. If you're calling a heroic defense, there's no reason not to pierce with him. Exactly. So you, yeah. you're, you're, you're fight five, strength six with a heroic defense every turn you're fighting a hero. You can do so much damage with this guy. I've, I've, see, I've seen him be taken into just regular Isengard lists all the time, like like with, with, with all the roles that he can do. Um, we talk about like him killing troops. We talk about him stopping mega heroes. That said, he is a little squishier than one would think he kind of has that that Huron complex where it's like oh look at this massive model that has all these special rules that can tear through things one one bad one bad turn he's dead like literally like bam like you can you can if you use his might and you come across like a battle line two guys beat you they strike the defense five like like two fives against him and you fail your fate roll like he's dead like like uh one of the guys from our group has taken him to a lot of events, Jesse, and he's done really well with him because he mixes him with Isengard. But one of his rounds, that same, that thing happened. Like he threw him up against, I think it was Moranins or so, just so, something. He threw him against something and he like died turn two because he used one of the might the first round and then he got two wounds and got rolled a one on fate the next round. Like it's, he, he, he is soft, but like for, for his points and in the list, like all the roles he does, yeah. like it's, it's 70, amazing. 70 points for him. I mean, obviously, you have to worry about magic, of course, because you, know, you transfix that heroic defense doesn't really um, make a difference. But but, but the, the, jo- the joy of the list is there's, what is this? One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five warbands. Each, each hero has three might. Exactly. So even though he is the mega guy, like yeah. we're talking him, him, him. No one's even 
focused on Thryden bursting through things and killing through. No one's focused on Frida, who is still, I think she's what, still strength four or five. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's fight five too, so she's bursting through things. Heck, even the chieftain's bursting through things. I mean, chieftain with uh, Frida in the background giving the chieftain fight four, fight five, is an amazing combo. And then, yeah, it's just, I feel like there's a lot going on in the list because you're either okay. I have to focus on the two. I say heavy hitters. They're not super super heavy hitters like Aragorn, but Thryden and Gorolf. You got to focus on them, but then you have a whole bunch of Cav coming at you, Crabane doing things, and yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. I like for me, it's one of those things where it, I just it's hard to it kind of I wouldn't say it outdoes Magic because Magic can obviously just shut these guys down. They get in a fight and blah blah, but it really makes Magic kind of go. Oh, well, it's not really doing what I paid for you to do this game. And But I, I want to get back, before we move on, I want to get back to one last thing, which was the horsemen, which I, you mentioned. Um, when you compare, I think most people would say, like, they don't love them, but I don't think anybody hates war riders, right? Like, war riders are a pretty good cavalry model. And for the same points, they have almost, I think they have almost identical profiles um, with, with a shield, of course. But they also have the... The, the, the horsemen on this list have the ability to go to strength five if they piercing strike. So for them to be able to be strength five at the same points as a war rider, I mean, they, they're basically really good options. I think the horse and at 12 points is amazing for a horse model. I mean, we always talk about the Harajan Raiders and obviously, or I'm sorry, Serpent Guard, Harajan Raider kind of thing. And we know that they're good because they get that plus one, obviously, and they're fight four. So for 13 points, that's good. But there's, you know, that's why it's so unique is because it's so cheap for that points. But these guys at 12 points, being able to go to strength five, I think is very unique. And, you know, they're the same points as a warg rider. And I don't think that should be understated. Yeah, it's, it's it goes back to the Huskarl kind of like both Matt and I would probably bring more Cav than Huskarl or yeah. a, a similar amount because you're literally paying one more point from a Huskarl and you have a mounted warrior that's like has the potential of going one strength higher. Like it's just... Like why? Why not? Even though you have a horde, you have a lot of big base sizes, and they probably not all of them will get into combat or do their maximized uh, potential based on the scenery. Or um, it's still like why not bring six? Like they're they're just so point efficient. It's like a pseudo lance. <laughs> when you're when you're striking against defense seven, you use it. When you're striking against defense six, and and you think you might die, you you don't have to. All right, so we'll move on to uh, my favorite Legendary Legion, um, which is the Kirith Ungold Legendary Legion. Um, this has always been one of my favorite things from the movies, but also I just really, really like the models. Like, Shagrat has always been one of those models where I just I love using him. He's so much fun to use, and so when I can use him in the Legendary Legion, I just have so much fun with that concept. So we'll go over the army um, bonuses real quick. Uh, basically, the requirements are you have to have Shagrat and you have to have Gorbag in it. Um, Shagrat is always the leader. Uh, orc heroes can only lead orc models, and Urkai warriors, or I'm sorry, Urkai heroes can only lead Urkai warriors, or orc heroes can only lead orc warriors. Um, one of the friendly rules is orcs and Urkai gain plus one to wound if they're in uh, contact in a fight together. Uh, we've talked in the past that we believe, even though it's not been FAQ'd, we pretty much believe that you have to be in base contact in the fight, not spear supporting. So unfortunately, you can't do Mortal Urukai in the front with orcs behind getting that bonus for both of them. 
Um, but we'll see. You know, maybe that'll be the case. But I we would I imagine it'll be that case where both of them have to be in the fight, uh, base to base. Um, another rule is um, keep track of how many models Gorbag and um, Shagrat have killed, and the person who has the least amount of kills uh, can re-roll a single d6 when fighting, so they get their own little like banner basically to try and help them uh, catch up. Shelob adds one to her attack value against men, elf. Dwarf and Hobbits, so that can also include evil men as well to keep in mind. So you know, Easterlings, Dunlin, we just talked about um, all those great things. So she, in a lot of situations, she is getting an extra dice um, to to fight with, which is always a great thing. And then she has another special rule where if she is engaged in a fight, um, oh, I'm sorry, before she's engaged in a fight, she can sacrifice one model within one inch, and um, if she does that. She can re-roll any number of dice when making a dual roll. Um, so it gives her basically, you know, a banner. Uh, but what's interesting is you can, if you have three attacks, you know, you get three re-rolls because of that special rule. So it really makes her likely to win the fight. It's a lot better than the banner. Yeah, it's a lot better. <laughs> she can just go, you know, I'm fight seven. Here's my three attacks. I'm going to re-roll all of them because I fluffed them. And I'm going to go win this fight. Um, so... With, with the list, you're allowed to take uh, Shagrat, uh, Shelob, Gorbag. They're all at the current. Um, they don't change, you know, Fortitude or anything like that. Shelob's still independent. You can take a Mordor Urukai Captain from the book. You can take an Orc Shaman. You can take an Orc Captain, and then Mordor Urukai Warriors and Orc Warriors with their uh, equipment as usual. Um, except I don't. I'm not sure if uh, Mordor Urukai can normally take a banner or not, but they can in this if if they couldn't before. Um, I think they can. Yeah, I think they can as well. Uh, so it's basically the same, but those are the limitations. It's very small. You know, it's very obvious what you're doing with the list. You're taking Mordor Urukai with Shagrat, or if you decide to take an Urukai, um, Gen or Urukai Captain, you'll take them with that as well. So you can kind of do like a front rank, back rank kind of a thing. Um, but I have made two lists um, that I think both of them work well at. And there are a couple variations, but I've gone through all the different points values, and I think that these two points values work very well for this Legion. Uh, one of them is real simple. It's 450 points, and I know it's kind of a rare um, points value to play games at, but if you do play a 450 points game, I think this could do really well. It is Shagrat with his shield and heavy armor, with 12 Mordor Urukai with shields, uh, Gorbag with shield, and 7 Orcs with spear, 5 Orcs with spear and shields and Shelob, so it's 27 models at 450 points, you know, basic mortal orokais with shields in the front, orcs with spears in the back, you've got your two heroes to fight, and then Shelob to get in there and fight as well, um, and then at 27 models at about 450, it's a pretty decent size numbers as well, and it's just very simple, you get the three heroes, you get the front rank, back rank, and you can kind of do a, because at 450, Shelob is going to be a real issue to fight against at 450 because I don't know how you stop her unless you have a big hero at that point. And then you still have a good two war bands to fight with. Sh and then Shagrat is still a phenomenal model to fight. And then if Gorbag can get himself into two models, he's fight five, three attacks as well. So they can do a lot of damage. This one I think is the best points value for this list is real simple 450. Get those three heroes, get the front rank, back rank, and it's, it's very hard to stop. But I did a more um, tournament-style list as well, so one you would find more at uh, points value you would find more at tournaments. Uh, so I did 600 points. 
Um, and I'm not saying you'll find a ton of tournaments at 600, but you will find tournaments at 600. Um, and that is Shagrat with shield and heavy armor. It is 12 mortar Urukai with shields. I've got Gorbag with shield with six orcs with spear, uh, five orcs with spear and shield, one orc with spear, shield, and banner. An orc captain with shield. I have six orcs with shield, six orcs with spears and shields. And Shelob. So it is 40 models at 600 points. You get um, you know, a decent amount of numbers at 600 points to do damage. I, I, go, I went back and forth between... Um, you know, do I take a Mordor Urukai captain who's much better at fighting, and then the Mordor Urukai who are obviously pretty good? But I wanted to get the numbers up on this, and then also I think the ability to sacrifice cheap models for Shelob to just do her ability, I think was another huge factor in that. So it's you know 40 models. It's got uh, six or eight might at 600 points, which is pretty good. Uh, you got March in there with the captain as well, which I think is also an important thing to get your uh, models moving up the uh, board. And, you know, you still got that front rank of Mortal Urukai to fight through at Fight 4, which will help you out in the long run. And then, you know, maybe the, the Warband with the Orc Captain, you know, you move around the sides with those and try to flank a little bit and then hold the front line with the Mortal Urukai. And then Shelob does what she does, goes over anything and fights. But, yeah, that was, those are my two lists for uh, Kirithungal. How many models do you have in your second one? Uh, 40. That's 600 nice. points. Nice. Yeah. I was just going to add... Um... You say 450 is not that popular, but one of the big tournaments at the start of every season of GBHL is a 450-point tournament in Cardiff, okay. So Wales. I'll, okay, I'll rephrase it. <laughs> it's not very popular in the U.S., I should say. Yeah, yeah. it's true. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a 450-point tournament in the U.S. Yeah, um, so it's one I, of those things. I think it's, it, a, it's, a, it's a really cool format, though. Because mm -hmm. not, yeah. not very much goes into 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 the lists. Yeah, yeah. Have, no, I, I mean, I really strip them off. I, I mean, I have nothing against it. I, the issue is in U.S. tournaments, typically, uh, people are like you know traveling long distances to get to them all the time. Mm -hmm. And if you do a 450 point tournament, there are going to be a lot of people that travel that are going to be like, no, nah, I want to play with more toys if I'm going to invest that much time in doing it. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I like both of these lists. I think both of these lists are great. I think the 450 point list is exactly what you need to do at 450 points. Um, I think the 600 point list, I think you have also done it correctly. I think you do want more orcs than you want Urukai. Mm -hmm. And I think the ratio is somewhere between two thirds orcs yeah, to three quarters orcs. Yeah. And the, the reason is um, for the animosity special rule, I think we've discussed on a prior podcast, the animosity special rule is only triggered when you have um, uh, orcs and Urukai fighting the same figure in um, the same fight. It is not triggered by spear supports. So the, 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 uh, the ideal situation you want to have is, you know, on, on enemy hero or enemy figure or something like that is one Urukai one orc in the front rank and then two orcs as spear supports behind, you know, one behind each of them. And that's why you want more orcs in this list than you have Urukai. Cause you, you know, the, the Urukai can do a lot of damage, but the orcs can, an orc fighting the same guys, the Urukai is, can do a, an awful lot of damage too and ups the, the Urukai. So that's, I think, I think how you want to do it is you, if you can arrange it and you have to be careful about this because, the Urukai and the Orcs are segregated in their warbands, but if you can 
arrange it to mix and match. You want a front rank of orc urukai, orc urukai, orc urukai, orc urukai, um, with as many orc spears as you can behind. I would actually add that um, in your front rank, because of the uh, of, of your opponent's bows, uh, they're going to be aiming mainly at the Urukai. So you probably want more like two Uruks, one Ork, one Uruk, one Ork, one Ork, one Ork, then two Uruks, one Ork. This, this sort of thing. <laughs> just, just because some of your Uruks are going to die. Um, yeah, that's fine. That, that's a fair point. I mean, everybody... I think this army, this specific Legion, does well at lower points because you want to take advantage of the numbers and when you have decent heroes that you do in this legion with Shelob and the Gorbag and Shagrat. You don't want to come up against Aragorns and Boromirs and, and, and things like that where they'll, they'll really do damage and you don't have like magic to stop them. So when you get to the lower points and you have Shelob and you have Gorbag and Shagrat, you, you have to have heroes that can go against them to stop the killing. But then you also have the numbers on your side for... Um, this list as well so i thought about you know what would you do if you wanted because fi 500 points is a relatively popular number um so you know what would you do with that maybe you had a shaman um but that you think about that and you go well you know you don't really need a shaman for half the army being orcs and the, so do you add a, a captain right do you add a captain to make it um 500 but at that point you're just adding a captain to make it you know 500 points so you're actually losing in that scenario and i thought okay so what about a 650 or 700 point list and to be fair there is a 650 list um that's not terrible um which is you add a shaman uh, as well and um then you would also add about i think you get three extra models so 43 models at 650 um and that's not bad but at 700 points you then have to make a decision of do I want to add just another captain, just like that situation at 450 to 500, where it'll be 650 to um, 700? Or would I rather have no shaman with an orc captain and more models? So you can make that decision. But I think once you get past six, once you get to about 650, you want a shaman on your list. So I just don't think that this works past 650, in my opinion. You can make it work at 650, but I don't think it goes well past 650. Yeah, I mean, I think you can probably take this thing up to 700 points if you had to, but I think your, your point that this army does not scale all that well is is well taken. I think this is not a list that you want to take up at 800 points because no. at the end of the day, it's got it's it's got two heavy hitters in the list, one of whom is Shagrat. The other one, obviously, is is Super Shelob. Um, and, uh, um, you know, and, and to make... And to get the full amount out of Shelob, she basically has to kill one of your own orcs a turn. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, she has to do it. You, you actually, you do it during the move phase, um, at the start of your move phase, as long as nobody's charged her first. So you, you know, you have to kind of plan ahead as to, as to where she's going to be and, and what she's going to, what she's going to fight. So there are limitations on what she can do. And once you get up to 800 points, you start running into, you know, folks with multiple threats and multiple big hitters you know this this list doesn't have an answer for that mm -hmm. okay um well let us know in the comment section below what you guys think of the list and uh which list was your favorite that we wrote and let us know as well any lists for you like us for to review and we'll go over those and, and if you could leave a description as well of you know how you want the list to stay or or um you know not change that much and we'll, 
let us know as well. If there's anything you want us to talk about in future episodes, we're always looking for that. So please leave that if, the, if you want to hear something specifically. And we'll look forward to seeing you next week. And there's no, there is one more thing. Don't... Wait, one more thing. <laughs> don't forget. Leave, leave your questions for the Q&A episode. Yes, Q&A questions. Yeah, yes. At some point in the future. Don't forget that.